Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is Monday, December 28th, and we have just wrapped up week 16 uh, in the NFL season. And honestly, in terms of uh, you know getting, getting through the season with COVID and everything, lately it's actually been pretty smooth. I mean... Yeah, you have the odd case here or there, right? But for the yeah, most part, but it's for the most flowing. part, it's settled down. It's been flowing, so it's nice to see, especially as we go into the playoffs, you know, shortly. That teams are kind of in a rhythm. Nobody's really had too many interruptions. I'd say the one case that's kind of uh, been really affected this season is is the Steelers, just because they had the early bye week. But for the most part, it's been a smooth season, and we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, with all the games that happened this past weekend, a lot of playoff implications, a lot of surprises. Um, we'll get into all that. We'll give some of our kind of top performers of the week. Uh, we'll go through some of the playoff scenarios and um, different cases, uh, different teams making the playoffs or missing them, and the different seedings. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll jump right into it. So we'll t- we'll start with that Friday game, the Vikings Saints. The Alvin Kamara game. Um, oh yeah! If you had him on your fantasy team, <laughs> congratulations! You are a happy, happy uh, your championship person. victory. Uh, Alvin Kamara six touchdowns, missed out on that extra one. Taysom Hill, the vulture, uh, stole it from Kamara. But I mean, it's hard to say anything else about that game other than Alvin Kamara was awesome. Yeah, and I mean. Keep that in mind, Drew Brees threw 26 times, completed 19 of them for over 300 yards. So that tells you they were really just chunking that Viking secondary. The only thing that I'm curious is, is that they gave up 33 to, honestly, a pretty limp yeah. Vikings offense. It's not, I mean, again, if you're a Saints fan and you're, you're, go, you're, you're making the playoffs, obviously, you know, everybody knows that. You know your defense is better than it played against the, the Vikings. I feel like it's just one of those cases where it's kind of like the defense plays down to their opponent just because it's a late season game and there's a ton of offense so I, I i'm not like it doesn't raise too many red flags to me right because the, the saints defense all season has been outstanding so i think that was more of a case of just like there's a ton of offense in this game and it's and, just going fast yeah exactly I, I feel like it's less of a defensive minded game but like you know the saints will turn up on defense you know when they need to yeah, and I think that the Saints are kind of one of those teams that as long as you hold the other team to under 30, you have a pretty good shot of winning the game, right? Just because their offense is yeah. pretty strong. Yeah, and even without Michael Thomas, who you know was out, exactly. is out for the rest of the regular season, uh, and Drew Brees is obviously aging, is not what he was. I mean, you still have a but great hey, run game. Humming, right? you, you have a great run game. You know, you still have Taysom Hill for all the, those gadget plays, all those trick plays. Jared Cook's still an above-average tight end. You still have solid wide receivers, Emmanuel Sanders, etc. You know, you have enough position, you know, depth at different positions that like you can and get I think it done. That, that also, if you're if you're establishing that run game early, you're giving Drew Brees some of those easier throws to work with, right? It's you're not asking him to kind of slot them into those tight, tight yeah. windows. They're, they're really like it's, like, it's easier to get in a rhythm when you're just you know tossing you know passes. Yeah, and out. if they're stacking the box, right? Everybody's in single coverage. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to work with. Yes, I mean, so that game, not too much to say other than Alvin Kamara. Wow. Uh, yep. Moving on to those Saturday games, the Bucks Lions. Somebody please save Matthew Stafford, please. Yeah, that it's, Lions. It's I mean, that organization. They just, they just never seem to do anything right, do they? I mean, they got you, blown out. No one expected them to win that game, but I mean, forty-seven to seven is just uh, it's brutal. And I mean. When you when you are cranking through coaching staff at that rate, yeah, right. And and I saw an article on Yahoo that was like, oh, the the Bucks are running up the score. It's like they have Blaine Gabbert at quarterback. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert got in there scoring. and got in on the magic as well. I mean, <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. Like that's not the Bucks' also. fault at that point. No, like no. Uh, that was just an absolute route eight. I will say my man David Blau did get in the game. I was going to say that. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, shout out David Blau. Let's go Boilermakers. Uh, I mean, he threw a pick. But, yeah, that, that team is just a mess. And, I mean, I feel bad for Matthew Stafford because he gets the reputation pinned on him that he's a bad quarterback, and that's just not the case. He's, he's a good quarterback that's just on a bad team and has a bad front bad organization office. at yeah. this point. So, yeah. I mean, 
it's just a shame. You'd love to see Matthew Stafford get a chance on another team just to see, you know, if he could do anything. But that, I mean, the, it's harder to I mean, say hopefully... anything about the Bucks than it is, you know, to say something at the Lions. I feel like I, the, the Bucks did what was expected. Yeah. And the Lions just are shockingly bad. You know, yeah. that's all there really is to the, say. We talk about teams who's, who they're better than their record. The Lions are worse than their record. Yes. Like they are worse than five. They had a couple, they had a couple like fluky close game wins at the beginning of the season and people thought, oh, maybe this is the Lions starting to turn things around. No, it's, like, it's nope. not. They're, they're, they're still, still just so mismanaged and poorly coached and. It's just a mess. Like I, I just don't even know where you go with that organization. And 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 the and the thing is, I I do really. People are like, oh, it's easy to blame coaching. Their personnel isn't atrocious. No, it's not. Their there offense is actually with pretty way solid. Worst personnel in the league. If you look at their offense, it's actually pretty solid, right? You have you have Stafford, you have Marvin Jones, and Kenny Galladay, two very good wide receivers, right? You've got DeAndre Swift, who's a good young solid. running back. And you still have, I mean, you still have... You have Hawkinson, you have Amendola, yeah, yes, you have Sanu, like... Yes, Adrian Peterson's aging a little bit, but, like, he's still a solid backup. You have, like I said, DeAndre Swift, young running back. Kerryon Johnson, also a solid young backup. So, like, you have a, you know, a decent... Definitely teams with worse personnel. Yeah, you have a there. decent offense. I mean, the defense is still, eh, but... They shouldn't be as bad as they are. Is is all I'll say. Should be putting up seven points. Yeah. in a game. We won't spend too much more time on that. So I'll just move on. Niners, Cardinals. This game. I don't know how the Cardinals lose this game. You lose to throw, the third yeah. string. You lose to the third string quarterback for the Niners. Yes, they got George Kittle back. But I mean, really? Still, let this you let Jeff Wilson Jr. run all over you. 183 rush, rushing yards. Cardinals, I mean, the Cardinals needed that one, too, to, you know, to stay yeah. in the playoff hunt. Not the best game from and, Kyler. Yeah, and I mean, C.J. Beathard, like, I'm not trying to bash on him, but he's a backup NFL quarterback, right? Yeah, and, right. And he was efficient. Like, it's not that he was just throwing ducks all over the place. 13 like, completions efficient. for almost 200 yards and three touchdowns. No picks. Yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, come on. I mean, this this Cardinals team, you're trying to position yourself as an outside contender in the AFC, and then you go and do this. It's it's hard for me to take you seriously at that point. Well, and, and when Kyler Murray has no passing or rushing touchdowns, too, I mean, that that's not a recipe for success. Yeah. For two, under 250 yards is and a pick is just... Oof. The exact opposite of efficiency. Uh, yeah, a week a week to forget if you are in Arizona. Well, fan. and it's and it's a week you want back because that is, I mean, the yeah. Niners are, you know, pretty depleted, and it's a divisional game, and you know, yes, the Rams lost, but you need to keep pace with the other teams in your. And, and this is another team where I mean, personnel wise, you they're great. They're not really offense, too many right? excuses, right? Yeah, yeah, they're great. Uh. So, Even if you forget the 45-year-old Larry Fitzgerald, I mean, you have Christian Kirk, you have DeAndre Hopkins, you have Kenyon Drake. Andy Isabella. I mean, you've got yeah. enough weapons that you should, again, you should not be putting up only 12 points, especially late in the season when you're making a playoff push. Against the Niners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then this game was awesome. The Dolphins-Raiders. Raiders get knocked out of playoff contention. Yeah, this was a battle for playoff spot. Dolphins stay alive, win 26-25, and they came back, too. So, Tua started the game, and then got benched late for Fitzmagic. For Fitzmagic. Ryan Fitzmagic. And, I don't know if you saw the highlights of this game, but it was an insane comeback. Miles Gaskin. He's not a bad quarterback, No, though. No, like, no, people... no. I think anyone that watches football knows exactly how good ryan fitzpatrick is he he is clutch no but like he's clutch people don't realize he's he has that like michael jordan flu game gene where he just kind of like shows up harvard grad attitude dude he just shows up and that face mask penalty on the throw is (laughs) the fact that that was stuff of legends i mean really that is like a super super memorable play and that's definitely going down and like Dolphins legend. You you talk about a team that gets the absolute most out of its personnel. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm looking you've down the offensive this in the depth chart, and it's just yeah. I, I I mention it because it's true. I mean, not to be rude, but it's a bunch of who on earth on offense, and then kind of Mike Gesicki a little bit. I said yeah, and then a whole lot more of who on earth. I mean, Miles Gaskin 
is putting up ridiculous numbers all season, right? But he popped off at the end of this game because he was kind of, he's kind of just flying under the radar for the most of it. But he popped off at the game when it mattered when it mattered most, and and the Raiders, I just like they thought they it really seemed like the Raiders thought they had it with like under two minutes to go, and then the Dolphins just again, it's magic kind of just threw threw one up and it and it worked. They got lucky, but Vegas out of the playoffs. Hey, bonus shout-out to the Philadelphia Eagles for cutting Nelson Aguilar, who then goes on to put up, like, 160 <laughs> yeah. yards and a yeah. touchdown. Aguilar's been solid this season, despite, obviously, the Raiders' struggles. But uh, Maybe it wasn't his fault. <laughs> well, Question I mean, let's, let's not go there. Aguilar <laughs> dropped a lot of passes. Yeah. He has some, he has some drop issues, but let's, hey. let's, not, let's not go there. Uh, going on to Sunday, Falcons at Chiefs. The game, I think everybody... I saw brought this up. It's just like the Chiefs, yes, it was a close game, and uh, the Falcons missed the field goal right to tie it, which is the shocking Falcons coming from, to do. <laughs> uh, from the Falcons kicker. Uh, I think he's like the number one kicker in the league this year. But Young Hoku. Yeah. Uh, but the Chiefs, everyone's like, you know, they just, they know how to turn it on when they need to, right? I, I'm not going to be concerned about the Chiefs because they only beat the Falcons by three points. Not, not at all. Uh, and and the Chiefs cl- clinched the first round by. Yeah, I mean, I think they're in a little bit of cruise control, you know. Yeah, I think right. Like they they know, right? Exactly. They're saving up guys for stuff. Exactly, exactly. I think they know that. Yes, obviously we still need to win, but we also don't need to blow everybody out by thirty anymore, right? You know, we don't have to prove to people that we're a good team. No, like everybody knows they're. A good it's team. it's it's not it's not a concern, you know. But uh, yeah, and, and they're so deep. Right, they can put in the one and a half and the second string, and they're still fine. Yeah, and I, you know, I not, there's not really much to say about this game other than I feel like this is the 90th consecutive game of Matt Ryan throwing 300 passing yards, two touchdowns, and still losing. Yeah, can we can we be done with this, please? <laughs> like, can we be done with, with because people the difference between Ryan and Stafford is Ryan throws all his stuff. Like early in the game, no, at the end of halves and at the end of the game, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, again, not much to say about the game, so I will just move on. Jets, yeah. Browns. Okay, before we get into, are the Jets a juggernaut? Two and zero. No, two and zero, and and they just beat a playoff bound or potentially playoff bound Browns team. The Jets. I mean, the Jets are gonna Jets, right? They completely took themselves. Out of the running for the first overall pick, clinched. Honestly, good for them because they no, would probably see, messed see, it up. <laughs> see, the thing is, everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, the Jets—they—they they screwed themselves, right? They took themselves out of contention for the first overall pick." But as a Jets fan, I'm honestly glad because there's only two things you can do. Uh, it's, there's three things, and one of the options is not really great. They could draft Justin Fields, which is probably what they'll do because that's what the Jets do. Let's let's not do that. And I don't want them to do that, right? The other option is you draft. Uh, Pinay Suel, the lineman out of Oregon, that's the right thing to do. The other right thing to do is you just trade it for more picks, right? But because there's going to be somebody who trades it for a quarterback there, there, someone's going to trade for Justin Fields, right? So those are the two right things to do. I don't think it's a smart move to draft Justin Fields. That's probably what they will do. But I mean, the Jets. I, I again, I don't know what to make of this team. Darnold looked really good. Browns looked bad. The Browns should have won that game, even though the Jets played about as well as they could have. The Browns the really should have won that game. And then now they have to play the Steelers, you know, in order to get into the playoffs. And it's the Browns kind of made a mess of their the situation. Now, that being said, they also were completely depleted on offense. They had like almost no starting receivers. They had Austin Hooper, who had like 15 catches because, again, only, only starting uh you know pass catcher available but um here's what i'm gonna say about this game i know people are gonna be like oh sam darnold only completed 50 percent of his throws yada 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 if this is gonna be one of those hills that i have to die on he's not as bad as people say yeah he's he's working with nothing mm -hmm. nothing and it's not like the coaching staff's helping him a whole lot yeah it's it's not just a weapons issue because people can be like, oh, there's a bunch of quarterbacks who have terrible weapons and make it work. Yeah, but 
you need a good line, and he doesn't even have yeah, that. Yeah, no weapons, no line, not really even that great of a defense. I mean, he literally has... He has to play a perfect game, and even then... His stats are going to be mediocre. Yeah, right, because, again, there's just no relief. There's no help. So Jamison Crowder on a good team is the third best receiver. I'm sorry. I uh, I don't know if I'll go as far maybe to say the that because best. he he maybe is, the he is a very good slot receiver, right? But he's not a team's number one option because he is a slot receiver, right? Yeah. So and Frank Gore is a backup on every other team in the league. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, good for the Jets, you know, to have some pride and and now win two and straight. Fight. But yeah. you know, it's uh it, it it's still a mess in New York. Um, now the next game I thought was one of the better games this week. Colts Steelers, a lot of playoff implications on the line there. Oh, Steelers yeah. actually came back, and I will say the Steelers looked awful, awful in the first half. That offense could not do anything. The defense was fine, right? But they still just looked kind of gassed. And the Colts, on the other hand, looked great. Here's the thing: Jonathan Taylor was off to a really fast start for the Colts, right? They were running the ball, mixing it up, whatnot, and they were they were rolling. And then they kind of stopped running for a while, which I feel like is a theme this season, where they just kind of stopped running. And then they their offense stalled out, and the Steelers came back. And you know, credit to you know to Juju, right? He had a big big game, which I think was needed after big last ben had week. A decent game as well. But Big Ben ended up coming back and playing well. So the first the first time in since they started their losing streak, that offense actually looked decent. Competent, and I would say yeah. they only looked decent in the second half, right? Their defense, everybody knows, is still very very good. Um. And they, I mean, they clinched, they clinched the playoff first. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be playing. Obviously, they're not getting a bye. But still, I mean, you, you're just hope at this point, they're just hoping to, to play the weakest team possible mm-hmm. in yes. that first round. You know, coast through it and then worry about the big boys, you know, in the next round. Yeah. But again, that Steelers, they look so bad at the start. And the thing is, if they're going against, I don't want to say if they're going against any team but the Colts. That's not gonna work, right? Because the Colts going did anybody but Philip Rivers. But it's like that that the Colts did take their foot off the gas, right? And that's what got them into trouble. And I just don't think a lot of teams that are going to the playoffs are going to make that mistake. No. So again, the Steelers, they, I, I, I don't want to say they got lucky because they get they did win the game, but you know, it was close. They capitalized on mistakes of the opponent. Let's put yeah, it like that. Yes. Um, which is not always a guaranteed way to win. Moving on. Uh, the game I could not care less about uh, of the week, the Bears and the Jaguars. Although I shouldn't say that because the Bears all of a sudden are playing really well and their offense looks really good. And I got to give a credit to Mitch Trubisky because he actually has been playing like a real quarterback the last couple weeks. So, I mean, the Bears are still in it. The Bears, let's see, they have a 72% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, one percent less than one percent chance of winning the division. I think the Packers pretty much have that wrapped up. I don't see that happening. But in the last five weeks, the Bears' chance of making the playoffs went from thirty-eight percent to seventy-two percent. So yeah, I mean they're really fighting for it. So I mean the defense. Everybody knew the defense was great, and it was always just a question of the offense catching up. And now the offense is starting to do so. David Montgomery's been like one of the best running backs in the league the last like three four weeks. He's been on fire right which i think it's a bears fan bears fans probably are finally happy to see that because david montgomery had a lot of hype coming in and was always kind of average so you know in his first couple seasons alan robertson robinson stays hot has a big game 10 catches 103 yards and again mitch trubisky played well 24 35 265 yards two touchdowns and one pick i mean yeah it was the jacksonville jaguars but you know a win, is a, a win is a win and you know, good performance. Here's 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 just a couple things to add in. David Montgomery, you also have to understand that it's almost like that AP syndrome from those Viking years where teams are stacking the box heavy whenever they play against Chicago. Because mm-hmm. they are not afraid of, of the passing yeah. or Foles. And now that they right? are starting to get some success passing, you know, you know it's not a coincidence that the running game is starting to open up a little bit the, too. The Bears might be a candidate for one of these kind of veteran quarterback trade destiny because as much as Trubisky's improved, he's not a franchise quarterback. Mm. I don't think anybody's disputing that. But the Bears are also not gonna be bad enough in the foreseeable future. Yeah. They're like that, the heat. That they can draft that they can draft a quarterback. Um because that defense 
Like, if you look at the Bears' contention window, right, with that defense and some of the other personnel that they have, it's the next few years. They're not going to be bad enough mm-hmm. in that span of time to draft an elite quarterback. Yeah. So they're going to have to try another way, almost like the Colts did, of of getting themselves a slightly better option at quarterback. Do I think they're going to get Stafford? No, because I don't think Detroit would do that as much as mm-hmm. I would want that to happen. Yeah. But, I mean, there are always going to be a couple of – mid to upper tier yeah good quarterbacks on bad teams kind of floating around especially if some of these guys age out a little bit and mm-hmm. and teams try to go younger and cheaper at the position yeah um and obviously jacksonville because of the jets winning now they have trevor lawrence they have clinched the first overall pick so congratulations trevor lawrence you are now a member of the jacksonville jaguars uh <laughs> may god have mercy on your soul <laughs> yeah let's not act like that's a much better place to go than than the new york jets like let's no, get that out of the way um, does he go back to clemson question mark? no no anyway next game was the giants versus the ravens another kind of, one of these kind of like on it just unexciting games right i feel like most people knew the, the ravens were going to win giants fall five and ten and they Still in the hunt. Yeah, I mean they have a 24% <laughs> chance of making the playoffs and winning the division. There are three teams in the NFC East that still are still alive, all of them under 50% chance of making the playoffs. So, it's still a complete toss up uh in that division. Giants are only one game back between uh Washington and Dallas. Both of those teams are tied for first. Yeah, again, I mean, Baltimore Decent wins. They from Lamar. Yeah, Baltimore stays alive. They're tied now with the Browns in that division in the AFC North. Um, the Ravens, again, ninety percent chance now of making the playoffs. So they they kind of leapfrogged the Browns, but it kind of on pay, it, you look at the stats. Not really an exciting game. Lamar didn't even play that well. I'd say. I mean, eighty rushing yards fine. is great. That's kind. Of, it's kind of like a standard Lamar Jackson game, right? Two throwing touchdowns, under two hundred passing yards, eighty rushing yards. You know, it's kind of typical. Passes. Yeah, it's a it's a typical Lamar Jackson game, I'd say. Um, pretty unexciting. I uh, won't go too much deeper into that. Bengals Texans. Uh, you know, kind of a barn burner. Uh, we, oh yeah. We heard the J.J. Watt soundbite after the game. He doesn't prob- sound. Hey, it sounds like J.J. <laughs> Watt wants to get out of Houston, and I can't really blame him. Um. I know the we Packers. Saved Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I know the, Can we add Deshaun Watson to the please I, save list? I know. I know the Packers. Uh, you know, could could use the defensive help. Maybe. Uh, maybe Green Bay gives Houston a call for JJ Watt. Bring bring the man home. Uh, again, this is kind of an unexciting game. Although I will give credit, Brandon Allen kind of dominated. <laughs> Three hundred seventy-one passing yards and two passing touchdowns on twenty-nine completions. Is not too shabby. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. He went to school. Here's I the thing. Even know. I will say the Bengals, despite the record, have actually looked decent this year. Right? They looked decent with Joe Burrow. The defense obviously was rush was rough at times, and obviously we know about the offensive line. But their offense has actually has some good pieces, and their defense is I feel like is getting better. You know, obviously they're not going to be competitive in that division for a couple years just because of how loaded it is, but. I will I will give credit to the Bengals. They are better this year by a long shot than they were last year. Uh, again, this game doesn't really mean much for either team. Both teams have four wins on the season. Texans are a mess. Deshaun Watson still managed to put up 324 passing yards, three touchdowns. Good efficiency, too. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing that he's still able to do that despite that team just being a dumpster fire. Talk about doing... A lot with a little. Yes, right. Um, another one of those kind of, like I mentioned. Where a bad GM really just ruins your franchise for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. And that GM I mean, just ruins Bill it. O'Brien. Legendarily awful. Uh, moving on, Broncos Chargers. Again, kind of, uh, again, a t- uh, two, two bad teams, right? Not in contention. That playing. somebody had to win. Yeah, right. <laughs> Drew Locke Justin did not Herbert play well. good. Justin Herbert's looked great all season. Uh, he's definitely, I mean, I think he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year just because he's a quarterback, even though you yeah. could give it to a lot of people this year. And I will say, I'll make a comment really quickly. I think this rookie class is one of the most deep in terms of people performing well, right? I don't, in my. And not a lot of busts. Yeah, in my recent memory 
I I can't think of, think of a class that has had this many rookies do this well, right? Like you you think about this class, and this is just off the top of my head, so I'm probably forgetting people. You Justin Herbert, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, right? You've got Chase Young, who's defensive, I know, but you know, I'm just going rookies in general right now. Um, even I mean Joe Burrow when he was playing was great. Yeah. Even Tua, right? I know we criticize him a lot. Fine. Tua's been good, right? Like he hasn't been bad. Um, he just hasn't been as good as Herbert and Burrow, so he's not getting as much attention. Shine. Uh, and I again, I'm, I know I'm forgetting other players, but there's been a lot of very good rookies in this class already. So that's, I mean, that's it's uh, encouraging. that's well, but I also feel like that's just like kind of the wave of the future, right? It's almost like it's it's becoming a little like the NBA where rookies are going to contribute right away. And um, I mean, I like it it's certainly more entertaining that way. Um, I think also teams are realizing that you, if you want to be a championship team, you need contributors on those rookie contracts. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the, I mean, it's the whole Jared Goff with a hard, scenario. With a hard salary cap, right? Mm-hmm. In the NFL. And there's no really way to get out of it. Yeah. And as I salaries mean, aside of the quarterback position, right? Aside of the quarterback position, if you're stuck paying guys 15, $20 million a year, that's that's a lot of the cap already gone. So you really need some of these these young dudes yeah, that are bar- making only a yeah, couple mil bargain, right? Exactly. Um, moving on, Panthers Washington. On paper, you may think this is kind of this is another boring game, but this actually has um, big playoff playoff implications playoff implications for the NFC or the NFC East because Washington, as we mentioned, was leading that division. I mean, they needed that game to kind of build a little bit of a cushion. They lose and now are tied with the Cowboys who won at six and nine um, and the Washington football team's playoff percentage uh, actually went down a little bit. So they're at 49% chance of making the playoffs right now and is 49% chance of winning their division. Um, I still think that that defense is the best. Eh, it's not the, uh, it's between them and the giants with the best defense in that division, which isn't necessarily saying a ton, but that defense still is underrated. They just, Today, right before we made this podcast, they just released Dwayne Haskins. A lot of controversy around that. Uh, you know, I'll let you give your give your opinion on that first. On Washington as a franchise or Dwayne Haskins? No, Dwayne Haskins. We're, we're, just going, we're just going Dwayne Haskins. We don't have, okay, to, we don't have um, to go in on you know, the Washington football team today. Here's, here's the thing about, about Dwayne Haskins, right? You... You come from Ohio State, a, a school that already has a history of not good quarterback, not great NFL quarterback play, at least in the last couple of years. And I think it's ironic that the only good one is going to be an Ohio State reject who went to LSU and <laughs> tore it up, right? Yeah, Separate it's ironic story. how that happens. And and the thing is, you have displayed, especially in a time like COVID, where people are sensitive, just a lack of maturity and. Is he going to get signed somewhere else yes. to be a backup? Yeah. I mean, he was a, a first-round quarterback. Those guys get second and third chances mm-hmm. usually, right? I saw a lot of people on the internet saying, oh, he's done a league. No, he's going to get signed somewhere. Yes, yeah. But – and it's the thing is you could be immature if then you perform. But, mm-hmm. like, he's just bad. Well, I mean, just recently, right, they lost, and he was seen partying, right, at a, at a, at a club with – or, you know, he was at a, at a party with no masks, right? And even if they were winning, right, that would look bad because we're in a pandemic. But on top of that, we they're, they lost the game, right? And it's not, not like and it's not like he's playing lights out. It's not like he's playing out of his mind, right? So I think it's just a lack of uh, just focus, right? A lack of maturity, like you said. And I think a lot of people saw this coming just because this isn't new, right? Like, I, there was some of He's this last year. There him. was some of this last season, right? And and again, on top of it, like, just from a simple football standpoint, like, he just wasn't playing well, too, right? I mean, it, yeah. you could boil it down to just that. But on top of that, right, you have all the off-the-field off stuff. Yeah, and I think that it, it already was kind of a red flag when he went to the combine and he was kind of overweight and he was out of shape and then he his first off season was kind of iffy and then it wasn't really clear 
I'm not going to say how committed he was, but it just wasn't really clear if the work ethic was there. And well, that's one thing that really irks people if rookies don't have that, that yeah, will, will right. to work, right? And, and again, I know we get on Jalen Hurts a lot, but you could say the opposite thing about Jalen Hurts, right? Like Very mature kid. Very mature, but also just like the, you can tell the guy will do whatever it takes to play, right? And I know we, we get on him a lot of the times because we, you know, we don't think he's a legitimate NFL quarterback, you know, uh, or we don't think he's just a statistic sustainably good NFL quarterback but he is uh, I'd say about as far from like a Dwayne Haskins scenario as you get I get on Jalen Hurts solely because of football I have absolutely nothing against Jalen Hurts as a dude all the I mean I've never met the guy but all the reports out there say that he's a like a great guy great leader a beloved teammate with Dwayne Haskins it's I'm getting on you because you're not playing football well, and I'm also getting on you because you're being an idiot. Yeah. Right. I mean. Yeah. It's uh. But again, we'll 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 get this train back on the rails. It was a game that Washington needed to win, right? And they lose and a they very did. winnable game, and you know a it's large a part of it. Inspiring Panthers mean, team, honestly. Dwayne Haskins, fifty percent passing. Two picks. Two picks. Right, he got benched in a playoff with a clinching game. <laughs> yeah, for Taylor Heineke, right? Who honestly played really well. <laughs> yeah, but just think about that. Like, it's just, it's, uh, it's just not what you want in a franchise quarterback, right? So, yeah, I mean, if you can't beat out Taylor Heineke it's, uh, in a game that has Taylor playoff Heineke implications, <laughs> I mean, it's... you were a first round quarterback, right? I mean, you threw 50 touchdown passes your last season in college. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Uh, next game, another NFC East uh, game. Classic. This one was a divisional game. Eagles are a mess. The, the Cowboys offense actually looked good for once. Andy Dalton is maybe the best backup quarterback in the league. He's he's up Hot there. Take. I mean, I mean, he had a he had kind of a uh a period where he had to get back into things. The right the first couple of weeks he started after Dak went down, he wasn't he was so-so, but I think he's now starting to get into a root groove. Cowboys offense looks great. Um here's the thing. I the Cowboys obviously still have a chance to make the playoff. Like I mentioned, twenty-seven percent chance of making the playoff. If they make the playoff, they actually could be kind of sneaky dangerous because their offense now, if they have a capable court, like like we talked at the beginning of the season, Cowboys off offense was off the charts good, right? Dak Prescott was putting up video game numbers. It was their defense was so awful, right, that they could not win a game. Now the case is their their defense isn't necessarily like a concern. It's good it's, enough. It's good enough, right? And if they can put up over 30 points a game like they did against the Eagles, right, which they can if they have an average quarterback to above average and they have all those weapons, they are, they're a dangerous team in the quarterback, especially if they have a low seed, which they will. Again. You're playing a team that's overconfident? Yes. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, you know. It, 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 could be, it could be an interesting scenario if they do make the playoffs. And again, they're tied with Washington – in the division. So if Washington struggles, you asked me who's the better overall football team between Dallas and Washington. It's, right Dallas. Now? it's Dallas. Yes, it's Dallas because the Wa- Washington, Washington has so many question marks on offense, right? Especially just cause quarterback alone. Whereas I feel more co- comfortable in the Cowboys as a whole, which is saying, I feel more lot. comfortable about Andy Dalton than any quarterback on Washington's roster. Mm-hmm. So no question that, that, that game, but the two of those games combined had huge playoff implications just in that division alone, yeah. NFC East. One team got it done, and one team didn't. Yeah, and now they're sitting tied the at the was, top of the division. I was I was telling Liam this before before we started recording. Anybody remember that like 2015 Seahawks team that was like 7-8-1 and one <laughs> and made the playoffs? But they were actually good. It's just that they started out the season like 1-5 and five or something, mm-hmm. and then they won a bunch of games on the stretch. That's kind of what this Cowboys team reminds me of. They lost their starting quarterback early, right? That's a death blow usually for a franchise. But yeah. they've kind of lucked out that their division has been even more of a dumpster fire than <laughs> they've been. And so yeah. they could be – They could be. I mean, they're not going to get blown out in the playoffs, right, if they make it. No, they'll be competitive. I just would like to see the them offense. make the playoffs because I think they're the best team in that division. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with that. Um, going on to another divisional game, Rams-Seahawks, which is always – a very close game, right? I feel like the Seahawks Rams always ends in like a nine seven final, right? 
uh, it's like the one game or the one team that Russell Wilson just can't play against. Now, this actually went in favor of the Seahawks. They win 20 to 9. It was kind of, I don't want to say it was a boring game, but it just seemed like it just. Pedestrian game. Yeah, right? Um, the Rams, I mean, Jared Goff dislocated his thumb, but he just hasn't looked good. For the majority yes. of the season, yeah. So they have a, I mean, they have a lot of question marks next week as they try and make a last minute push for the playoffs. Um, but they're gonna, they're not gonna. I, I will be shocked if they're able to play Jared Goff next week. Just because, I mean, dislocated thumb is kind of important for a quarterback, especially on his throwing arm or throwing hand. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Rams, eighty-two percent chance of making the playoffs. That defense is still awesome, him. but they're. Playoff hopes are going down, right? But, again, they luck out that the Cardinals ch- throw one away um, against uh, the Niners. So the Rams are very much still in it, but I just don't feel as confident in their offense as I did you know, the first half of the season. Their defense, no question, one of the best in the league, but, uh, yeah. And, and, and now, before, before, sorry, really quick before you say something, I'll just touch on the Seahawks side of that game Seahawks they win that game but the last couple weeks the Seahawks just have not looked the same right their offense is not as explosive their defense played well against the Rams but I still I don't feel super confident in that defense but it's like you always have that feeling with the Seahawks it's like you know they'll get it done somehow but their offense is Wilson is the quarterback they have a chance to win every yeah absolutely but i'm just saying their offense is seemingly slowed down recently so that's just you know it's a little bit of a cause for concern i think i think the seahawks it's really it's really a a kind of a what day do you catch them on type (laughs) of deal yeah um i know that the rams are not representative of the average or even above average nfl defense the rams are an exceptional yes nfl defense yes. especially in the secondary that's it's important to know without a doubt the best secondary in the nfl and one of the best d lines um, too i mean yeah aaron donald, aaron donald alone makes best. any d line amazing yeah um i think again this is this is really a case of it's going to come down to that last week, and we might see those Cardinals really kicking themselves about this, uh, yeah, this result. Yeah, I really think. Especially since the Seahawks gave them a helping hand, you know, beating the Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they left the door wide open for the for the Cardinals to make a last-second yeah. push. I think it's going to be really hard for the Cardinals to get in at this point just because there's already, again, two teams in that division that are probably making the playoffs. I mean, obviously the Seahawks are going to make, that play- make the playoffs, but... And then one other team at least. But, yeah, right. I uh, and I don't think it will be the Cardinals. And then the Sunday night game, Titans-Packers was... Statement game well, but it was of the week. State, statement game for the Packers, but I, I expected so much more from this game. I'm going to be honest. It was a snow game, right? And the two great running teams, right? The Titans, Derrick Henry, Did not. and the Packers with Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams was injured, so they had A.J. Dillon. Now, A.J. Dillon Aaron Jones played outstanding and you can say derrick henry played well too but it's not the like jump off the page performance that you'd expect from like derrick henry right you had 98 rushing yards which is still phenomenal right Tannehill did not play well under 50 percent passing two picks only one touchdown pass yeah he had that good run but aaron Rodgers is without question the mvp this year he that game last night completely on a pedestal sat him in the yeah, even though he threw that pick, I mean, he was so efficient. The rest yeah, of it, he threw four in, incompletions, and one of them happened to be a pick. I mean, yeah, I don't care about. Yeah, that. he threw he threw four touchdowns. Uh, you know, yeah. he's he is the MVP, right? Patrick Mahomes again. You could make the case, but Aaron Rodgers doing more with less, though. Yeah, but I will say, a lot of people, myself included, criticized the Packers for that AJ Dillon pick at the beginning of the year, but they played him last night because of some injuries. 124 yards, averaged about six, six yards, yards a carry, carry with two touchdowns. I mean, he is a freak of nature. I mean, his legs each are about the size of a tractor trailer. So here's the thing. That that backfield, right, with Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and uh, Jamal Williams when he's healthy, it reminds me a little bit of like the way that the Patriots have been constructed in their backfield, right? There's no... There's more of a one, right, than the Patriots have. Aaron Jones is still their number one guy, I think. But yeah. 
It's a lot of feed the hot hand. It's it's feed the hot hand, but it's three running backs that can catch, that can run, right? And we're going to use all three of them pretty loosely. So in the playoffs, that's going to be huge. And now that they know that they got a freak in A.J. Dillon, right? That's huge going into the playoffs that now you know you have a third guy that you can turn to, right? And now you can use Aaron really Jones. that grinding back. Like, yeah. He's such a right. big dude. Whereas Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are like, they can, they're like pass-catching backs also, right? So now you can use those guys as, as receivers almost, right? You have Devontae Adams, who's, again, I said it last the time. Best receiver he's the, the best league, receiver yeah. in the league. I concede. And Nick, before we started recording, says, I think I'm finally ready to admit Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. Uh, and then Robert Tanyan. Pro Bowl snub has, I think, the lead leading, lead leading, league leading. Wow, that's hard to say. League leading uh, in uh, receiving touchdowns for tight ends, right? So he's an up and coming guy this year as Chip well. On the shoulder now too. Yeah, and the defense is playing well. I'd say the defense is overperforming. So yes, as they head into the playoffs, that's I mean that's huge. And the Packers. Everyone knew they were going to make the playoffs before the season, right? But I think people are even more confident in them now. I think people are more confident in the Packers now than they were in the season, which says a lot because, I mean, they have a 12% chance of making the Super Bowl, which at the moment, the only team with a higher chance of making the Super Bowl are the Chiefs. Yep. So I think that that has to do a lot more with just – I think the NFC is just stronger at the top end right now than the AFC. Mm. So it's more likely that the Packers hit a roadblock. Mm-hmm. But I think Aaron Rodgers is hungry for at least that second appearance. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and and it's like one know. of those things. I just make – I'll make a comment. Like I feel like Aaron Rodgers is one of those players where like you never have to worry about him like not showing up for a big game, right? Like he's I feel, always going to be at least decent. Yeah, he's I never going to be bad. Exactly, and I love. I mean, I love Aaron Rodgers. I I love watching him in the playoffs because it's like Russell Wilson, right? If he's your quarterback, it's going to be a great. It's going to be an enter- entertaining game, and you're and, in with a shot to win. Yes, absolutely. You have a you have a fighter's chance. So, it's it's and it's also it's kind of not in the same extent because obviously New England did a lot more with uh with the line sometimes, mm-hmm. but they they're they're starting. Starting to kind of, I mean, obviously Devonta Adams is better than any receiver that New England had <laughs> yeah. in that dynasty, yeah. no doubt. Except for Randy Moss that one year. Yeah, but, but even Randy Moss was like towards the end of his career. Like he yeah. was still Randy Moss, but like Devonta Adams, Adams is now is better than Randy I think, Moss when he was I on think, the Patriots. Yes, I think that if you they're they're kind of constructing that team almost a little bit like the way that New England was constructing those teams, where we have the quarterback, we know that he can make any skill position player great. Yes, we're going to build a great offensive line. That the defense is getting there, money in there, but the we're defense have young players on defense that we're paying not a lot of money, mm-hmm. and that's and how is, we're going to construct. The, the thing defense. is, the Packers defense doesn't really jump out at you, but they do have a lot of like solid young players that are playing really well, right? And that's what I was saying is is their defense is like peaking as they're going into the playoffs, which you know, as a Packers fan, you probably you have to love to see that. I just think it's such for any franchise. I think the Seahawks are also in, in this. It's such a relief mm-hmm. that you just know that skill positions you just don't have to spend money <laughs> yeah. on yeah because your quarterback can make anybody look good bowler yeah there's there's very few quarterbacks i think we'll have to see if mahomes can do that right when he loses all of his greats if he loses all of his great mm-hmm. skill position players but russell wilson brady when he was on the pats aaron Rodgers, like these guys just turn random dudes drew Brees. you could throw into that category as drew well Brees, you could throw into that category just turn random dudes into serviceable if not above serviceable receivers yeah without question and, and then those guys leave there and do nothing <laughs> yeah yeah yep certainly can make that argument uh see chris hogan and uh danny amendola um True. <laughs> we'll go into True. we'll go into uh tonight's game monday night football bills patriots bills again we've we've mentioned the bills have looked red i mean they've been red hot they they might have the best offense in the league right now uh they've already clinched the division they're they're in the playoffs um pats are out yes the pats pats are out and the patriots look bad right i think this will be a blowout um much to your dismay i think you no, probably I mean, you know, probably know, don't disagree too much uh I'm, not, I'm a patriots fan but i'm not delusional like <laughs> it's 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 just a mismatch these teams are in two different phases of their development and the thing the, is the pats just came off of you know years and years of being dominant now they're in a rebuild the bills are kind of entering 
Entering, their dominant phase. Yes. Great coaching staff, great quarterback, great offense. Yeah, and their defense, defense is good. Their defense is really good. Was supposed to be was projected to be the best defense in the league this year, and they yeah. they really underperformed. But lately, they've started to turn it up a little bit. And again, Josh Allen. Uh, I don't think he'll win the MVP, but he has to be in the conversation. Stephon Diggs is a top five receiver in the NFL this year. Uh, that yeah, that offense is they put up points in a hurry. Again, I think this will be a blowout. Um, they just, I mean, they pass the ball so much, and it works, and it works. They they have like almost no run game. They don't run the ball, right? That's not their first choice, and they. And it works, which will that'll be interesting to see come playoff time, right? Because everybody knows in in the winter, the playoffs running is key. But oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think their leading the, rusher has six hundred forty yards on the season. Are the best shot to uh, knock off the Chiefs. I mean, because they're the only offense that you can on paper be like, you know what? They can. They're gonna even be close. Yeah, to they can probably keep pace with that team. Right, and they have the defense that is like, okay, well, on you know, theoretically, that defense might be able to stop the Chiefs. We'll see. I mean, I that would be a fantastic game if they met in the playoffs. That would be a fantastic game. I would not be mad at that at all. Uh, Josh Allen, four thousand passing yards, even on the season, which it's a lot. That's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a sol- it's a solid year, and he still has one game left, so he's going to be at around forty-two to forty-three hundred, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I think if we if we now go into like the the broader playoff picture, so we have out of the seven in each division, three in the AFC have clinched, four in the NFC have clinched, mm-hmm. and there's a few teams in the hunt. Just looking at the AFC, right? Because I think that's the one that has the more. Mm-hmm. Well, intrigue. you look at the AFC South; they, that's still wide open. That division's not decided yet, right? I mean, we talk about the NFC being better, but it's crazy that we have ten and five teams in the AFC that might miss out that that will miss out on the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? That's just wild. Yeah. And I, I mean, selfishly, I hope the Colts make the playoffs because just because I think that defense is awesome, and uh, I think there are underrated players on that offense, right? Jonathan Taylor, um, Michael Pittman, all the tight ends for Indy. I mean, plus it's just that defense is so fun to watch, and that you know that'll be that'll be great in the playoffs. So I, 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 I'm biased. I kind of hope the Colts uh, work it out, get in the playoffs. But, you, I mean, so the Titans 17, also. They play the Jags. That's a win, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a win for the Colts. So who are the other 10-5 and five teams in the AFC playing? So who are the, the Browns? We got the Browns, we got the Ravens, we got the Finns, and we got the Titans. Mm-hmm. And so the Colts only need to knock one of them out. Yeah. So I feel the most confident. That so Titans are playing Texans. That's a win. So they're going to be in. Browns are playing Steelers. I'm not confident about that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Ravens are playing against. Let me find it real quick. The Ravens are playing the Bengals. I mean, that's a win. So I think the Browns are honestly the ones that are going to be on the outside looking in when this is all done. And they have to play uh, the, the Steelers, Steelers next week, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So, I mean, yeah. that will be a – I mean, that game is going to be awesome, right? Divisional game, and it decides the Browns' playoff potential. So you know the Steelers are going to show up, right? And, I mean, that's a huge, huge For every game. team except the Colts, it's win and you're in. Mm-hmm. The Colts have to hope that one of the other four teams loses just Which, because of some tie breaks. Statistically, I mean, if you're the Colts, you have to like your chances of one of those four teams losing, right? Mainly the Browns. Yeah. Because I think the other teams are playing teams that they're so much better than. Yeah. Except for the – I mean, the Finns are playing the Bills, right? So that's not a that's No, not that's a, not a gimme at all. That's not a done deal. Yeah, that's, that's not what a I'm done saying. I think you stretch. have to like your, your chances if you're yeah. – Of either the Colts Browns fan. or the Finns messing up. Right, and I feel like you have to be comfortable with your chances of winning against the Jags, right? So if I'm a oh, Colts yeah. fan, I actually feel pretty comfortable at this point. Yeah. I, you I be rooting like... for the Bills and the Steelers come week 17 <laughs> yeah. if you are an Indianapolis yeah. fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, – no, NFC is a mess. The A <laughs> – yeah, I NFC mean, I feel like we've mess. said that before. <laughs> so, so aside of the whole NFC East debacle, where there are three teams still in the running for it. Mm-hmm. So let's look at who they're playing in Week 17. We got Eagles-Washington. I mean, if Washington can't beat the Eagles, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And then we got Dallas. <laughs> I'm se- I mean, I'm sorry. I'm serious. <laughs> no, I know. I know. And, then, and then Dallas <laughs> against New York. So, I mean, Divisional if you're the Washington, it's win and get in. 
right? For all of the other teams in the East, you for the Cowboys and Washington and loses. yeah, for, yeah, for Cowboys and Giants, it's well for Giants, it's it's win and hope and, Washington yeah, loses and Washington and, loses, and same with Cowboys, it's win and hope Washington loses. Mm-hmm. I mean that division's a mess, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that division's just tragic. I'm mad it's, that one of them has yeah, to it's, make it's, the playoffs. <laughs> can we? We need it's to. A, it's a case for just seeded playoffs. We need. We need to, to revise that rule. We need to. We need to have a caveat. It's like, okay, everybody. You have to be five hundred. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm, oh, this man. is the best time of year. It is the best time of year. Yeah. I love playoffs. Cardinals, and, Rams. Are they playing each other? Week seventeen. Cardinals Rams. Oh, I can get an answer. For yeah, that. they are. Oh, that's going to be game of the week right there. Well, yeah, because right now. Again, whoever wins gets in. The Rams really just are, are have bad luck, right? With Goff being potentially potentially missing this game because that injury that is huge, 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 huge. Yeah, even though he's not the best quarterback I mean, in the league, he's still good. That's right? wild and, to me that that the three three teams in the NFC West have at, have above a zero percent chance of making the Super Bowl. Right, and even the NFC East also has three teams with above a zero percent chance of making the Super Bowl. That's crazy. Yeah, that's just because statistically, no, I know, somebody has I know, to win that but still, fire of a division. It's still mind-boggling to me how that 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 happens. Yeah. yeah, we need to change that rule though, so that none of these <laughs> awful teams get allowed into the playoffs. Also, yeah. for for just for the sake of me as someone who enjoys watching not terrible football, <laughs> I would I, I really want Dallas to make it because I'm not interested in watching Washington with Taylor whoever the hell Heineke. going up against going up against the Saints and getting walloped by forty in the first round. Yeah, I'm not interested. In I that. think I that's think not, that's a, not good viewing for me. I think there are a few people that would agree with you on that. Yeah, and, and since my team has has been out for weeks, I just want to watch good football, mm. and that's not good football for me. Yeah. All right. I'd rather watch the Bears play. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think I would too. Um, yeah. We'll 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 go ahead and start wrapping this up. Before we go, let's get your your kind of standout player of the week. I mean, Kamara. Kamara, yeah, I, yeah. I will just I'm not for the pick a quarterback just for the Kamara. sake of being different. I will not pick Kamara, even though obviously that's the right pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with two people. Because they're on the same team, AJ Dillon and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, three touchdowns, eleven catches, a ton of yards. Yeah, he's a stud. He's a stud. Everybody knows that. And then AJ Dillon, big boy. breakout performance. Twenty-one rushes. Uh wait, how many yards? It's like one hundred and thirty. One twenty-four. One hundred twenty-four with two touchdowns. I mean, again, he's got refrigerators for legs. So, <sighs> man, I love the playoffs. I'm so ready. Anyway, yeah. uh. We will wrap this episode up here, and we'll be back later in the week. Uh, We'll be talking uh, week one of the NBA season. We'll give you a kind of a recap and uh, headlines around the league. So until then, uh, we'll see you next time.